Hello, everyone. This is Discussing Trek. I am Kyle Jones, and on this episode, we will be reviewing Star Trek Picard Season 2, Episode 1, The Stargazer. If you're wondering why you're hearing from me first and not hearing from Clarence, don't worry, he's not gone too far. But first, I want to welcome back Kerry Brown. Mr. Brown, how are you? Oh, I'm great, sir. Happy to be back. Excited for the new season of Picard. Yes, indeed. I am all about face, maybe, with this. I had some dental work today, and I'm just realizing that half my face is still... (laughs) So what you're saying is you can't feel your face when you're with us. Maybe so. Maybe so. And maybe that's why you decided to switch the table around and put me kind of in the semi- Ten forward chair, maybe, is what I'll call it, and uh, do the hosting. But Clarence Brown, you've not gone far. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. And you are firmly in the captain's chair. So on it. And um, yeah, glad to be on with you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun because, spoilers, I really like this episode. As always, thank you for subscribing. What we do here on this podcast is review each and every episode of Star Trek in somewhat excessive detail. In addition to talking all things Trek. Awesome. So before we move on, Clarence, I want you to tell anyone listening why I'm in this seat and why specifically what's going on with Star Trek in the franchise, because what do we have going on simultaneously right now? Yeah, we have a double episode day, which is the second time in, in, I guess, in the past year, because we had, I think, a Lower Decks and Discovery Day that happened earlier or later, late last year. So, yeah, this is pretty cool to be be talking about two separate episodes in one day. And Cal has taken the captain's chair to do Star Trek Picard. Yes, indeed. And I'm having fun. But before we get into the episode proper, I have a question for the two of you. Do either of you have anything you would like to bring up before we actually get into the episode? I'm not really, man. Just glad we have a lot of Trek coming to get off topic, I saw a movie about a bat this weekend. That was real fun. So, yeah, you know, we're just in like intellectual property heaven right now. Indeed. That bat had a cat in it as well <laughs> and a penguin and a whole Did bunch of things. And, Did he you know, Yeah. <laughs> enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Yes. Well, I'm just happy to be back. I've been gone for a few weeks. Glad to be back on. So I say let's just jump right into it. And that means I'm going to say that the Stargazer is the first episode of the second series of Picard, first premiering on streaming platforms on the 3rd of March, 2022. It stars Patrick Stewart as John Luke Picard, along with the entire cast of Series 1, and sees the return of Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan and John Delancey as Q. Spoilers. Red alert. All hands stand the battle stations. I'll give you the right. You cannot destroy an idea. At ease before you sprain something. So, as always, we're going to change, since we're doing this changing of the guard for this, since we do the beats of the episode for Discovery, Clarence Brown, why don't we have some beats by Clarence for episode one of season two, Picard? Give me some beats. Well, you know, Kyle, I think my beats can best be summed up in a form of a limerick. Q's return brings uncertainty and fear. Guinan offers her advice 
if Bacar is willing to hear. An old friend of ours takes a trip to the stars, but maybe love is the final frontier. Ooh. <laughs> Bravo. Wow. Bravo. Thank you, sirs. So high level view. Carrie, what did you think of this episode? Well, I shared a bit of my quick thoughts with Clarence. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty confused for part of it because I was like, did it? Did they go back? What? What? What just happened? <laughs> but overall, as far as like the production value, I thought it was great. It's cool how they kind of showed each of the the first season cast members kind of in their new roles, so to speak. Everybody's kind of moving on from what happened last season, or so we think. But yeah, I, I thought it was a good episode. Okay, Clarence, any other thoughts from you? Oh, yeah, man. I hate to compare, get into this comparison of Picard versus Discovery. And I have normally been more of a Discovery person, but I did go back and watch all of season one of Picard in the last few days leading up until the premiere of season two. And man, I really love binge watching it. So I was all amped for the Stargazer, the premiere of season two. And I very much enjoyed it, man. It was a great episode full of action, full of the next iteration of what we know from the movies and the TV shows as far as set design and special effects. But yeah, man, I really, really love the episode. Uh, like Carrie said, good to reconnect with everyone that we saw from season one to see where they're at. Uh, John's boy is in Starfleet Academy. So, yeah, we'll get it all in. But yeah, overall, I just loved it. What did you think, Cal? OK, so I did about half of what you did, meaning before I started watching this episode, I went back and watched. Well, I was going to watch the last two, but I ended up watching the last four episodes back-to-back Sunday afternoon, then I went straight into this. Very much glad that I did it because I didn't realize it had been two years since we've seen, you know, season one. That said, there were so many things I loved about this. I loved Guinan. I loved that character, and I was glad to see her back. So that was an automatic win for me. But there was a lot of Easter eggs in there, and there were a lot of things that I found quite interesting that I think we're about to get into. But yes, high level view, I really enjoyed this. Awesome. So I had specifically hoped Jonathan would be with us because this was a question that I had for Jonathan, but I'm going to pose it to both of you. Did either of you catch anything or did something catch your eye in the scene where Laris and Picard are talking, anything that was on his table that might would have caught your eye? Mm, I totally missed it. What was on his table? And I know Jonathan would have gotten this. I really would have want, I wanted him to be here. There is something called the Bajoran Reckoning Tablet. Mm. It only appeared in DS9, and this tablet was smashed by Cisco in the episode called The Reckoning. That was on his table. So I just found that really, really interesting. May not have anything to do with anything, but I thought that was interesting. It was very weird that Picard would have it, though, at his homestead. So, yeah, that's very interesting. I will have to definitely research that. Huh. Any chance we see him this season? Mm, Interesting. I doubt it. I doubt it, but that would be amazing. It would blow my mind. You guys mentioned that, but there is a hand 
that they show two hands, one white, one black, African-American, African, whatever. We don't know where they're from, but, but one hand of color, one hand of not color taking in the trailer, like, you know, shaking hands. Really? It's, it's very, very brief. I need to go back and watch it again. How did I miss I, this? I'm not saying they didn't show anything, but the um, they didn't show anything but like a sleeve, and it was obviously set in present. So there's so many people that it might could be. Yeah, could be Worf, could be Jordy. Yeah. So just you know throwing it out there. Interesting. Avery Brooks would be awesome. It would be awesome having them back. So, Clarence, I want to ask you about the scene with Laris and Picard, and I want to point to you first, then Carrie, you you know, to take it and give us your thoughts. What did you think about the exchange between the, these two characters? Yeah, I find that all very fascinating. We know that Laris and Japan were two former Tal Shiar members who Picard kind of rescued. Uh, so they came to his to the Chateau Picard to befriend work and I guess partly protect <laughs> Picard. So real interesting there to see that I was a little sad that Shaman had died. It, it kind of made me a little bit sad, but Laris, obviously she made a very good statement talking about how Rumlins honor their dead loved ones by finding love again, which I really like that sentiment. So yeah, she has eyes on Picard, and as we well know, Picard has had has had a few flings over the years, but nothing concrete. So that's kind of why I put love maybe the final frontier. Even Guinan kind of hints at it when he has a conversation in Ten Forward or Ten on Forest Street. So yeah, uh, I, real interesting. I was a little worried that they would try to make that the focus of this season, but um. We're definitely going to revisit it throughout, uh, maybe lightly, but still, you know, it's going to be a, a through line throughout the season. All right, Carrie, what about you? <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I I, I get the, the mantra that she was spelling, but I was just like, dang, you move on. With it. You move on pretty fast. But it, <laughs> it has been like two years, though. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's not that big of a deal. But I was like, wow. She had the hots. <laughs> just like that. Man. I felt kind of bad for old dude. <laughs> Porsche bun. You know, so I couldn't help but wondering, and I didn't have time to look it up, but I couldn't help but wonder what happened to the, um, you know, her companion from the first series. Did the actor die or did he just not return? I hope not. Yeah, I, I do too. But I was just curious to know, was that a storyline dictated thing or did something happen in real life i want to say that it was storyline dictated because we didn't have this in memory of at the end of the story yeah 100 i think we would have heard if he would have actually died in real life yeah, I, yeah very, ooh, very good point very good point so let me ask you guys this did either of you get the feeling and i don't know why i got this feeling but did either of you get the feeling that this series of picard will end the way series one, or maybe this entire story, you know, this entire television series, the finale that we're going to be building toward will be the death of Jean-Luc? I would say yes, but now that he's like a robot, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I would hope not. I would hope that we can turn away and he's back at the Chateau 
in his rocking chair, living out his last few years. I hope that that's what it would be. But it is interesting how we're revisiting this character in in Q that very much book in this his series from the nineties, eighties, nineties, and we're bringing them back already. So I don't know. We know that there is only a three season arc for this show, and they already. Uh, uh, I heard them on the ready room talking about it. They're two episodes shy of wrapping up, wrapping up the, the, the series as a whole. So I'm sure they'll have spinoffs, but I think we're going to try to put some finality on Picard's story. I hope that's not in depth, but who knows? And, and who's, who's to say we won't see a big montage scene that does have what you just said, that will have him at the end sitting on the porch, but then also be, somewhere else. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So another thing that I found quite, quite interesting was something that Picard said that just like my ears just loved, which was a quote that he said, which was, we often refer to space as the final frontier, but the older I get, I've come to believe that the true final frontier is Time. You know, I love that. Such a poignant statement. And I know why you like it, you know, being a Doctor Who stan. But just the idea of how the older we get, we we start to see we just talked about finality in life. And time truly is the last adventure. Getting old is the last adventure. And of course, this is Star Trek and we're going to play it for all it's worth. And time travel is really what he's talking about. But still a great sentiment there, even if you don't. Think of the time travel that we're obviously going to get in this season. But yeah, I know why you like it. And do you have any thoughts on on that yourself? No, other than I just really, really love that because we often talk about on Discussing Trek, there's part of us and there's nothing wrong with not being fans of, of time travel shows. But I am a big fan of time travel shows and the simple fact that we've got Jean-Luc Picard saying the final frontier is time. I love that. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So, Carrie, what do you think? What did you think about hearing Picard say the final frontier is time? Um, <laughs> I, I was worried that it was it was it was, it was foreshadowing because like I hate time travel See, that's stories. what I just said. I was so worried. I mean, it's not that I don't like time travel. It's just that like 90% of the time it's not done right. Fair enough. So I was just like, oh no. And then the thing after the episode, it was like, yep, that's what it is. Because like at first I was confused by some things that happened later. But, but yeah, I mean, it was cool to hear him say it. But I was just like, oh no, not another time travel story. Oh, I'm here for it. That's a Star Trek staple. Me too. Me and we too. like Doctor Who, so there you go. Me three. Me three. <laughs> Before we move on, there is something that I want to say really quick. There was a comment that Picard said, look up and let's see what's out there. Let's see what's out there mirrors part of the first episode, something that he said in the first episode of TNG. So I just wanted to mention that really, really quick. So is that tied up with the Borg lady telling him to look up? It, is it? Good question. What do you think? That's I. That's the first thing I thought of when I was like, "There, there's something else going on here," and I'm still not sure exactly what I'm hoping you guys can explain. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I know either. 
<laughs> well, it's funny that you said that, Carrie, because the last question that I have when we're talking about the Borg reads exactly as this. Do you think there is something more going on here than what we realize? Question, look up. Exactly what you just said. I didn't even catch the look up statement. Right before the it was they were supposed to self destruct, that Borg Queen or whatever she was was like Picard look up. Hmm. And then everything faded or whatever to yeah. Why she wearing a Daft Punk mask? I don't know. I dig the mask though. I dig <laughs> it. So Carrie, you just put something in my head. We did not do we know what happened well let me ask this question. Do we know what happened to Picard's mother? So I believe this is the first we've seen or heard anything of Picard's mother in the series proper. Now, she may have been covered in books. I don't really know about that. So, you know, if you're listening, and you know more about that. Please write in and let us know. But as far as I know from the series and the movies, you hear about his his brother and uncle, his brother and nephew that died in the fire. You hear about his dad and how hard his dad was on him. But I think very little about his mother so it was interesting getting her, seeing her in this, these flashback sequences in, in the atrium uh, of their chateau. I listened to the audio description version of this and they do mention what her name is. I just can't remember. But yeah, I think this is the first we've heard of her. I'm hoping and I've seen people float this idea out that maybe it's her mother, the Borg Queen that we see at the end. That's what I was about to. That's, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Really hope that isn't the case because that's so on the nose and uh, I don't know. I and you can make justification. Oh, that's the reason they may have got gotten him for Lacutus and whatever. I just hope that's not the case because enough of Star Trek revolves around our Enterprise crews and their missions. We don't have to make everything all encompassing about Picard, but that may be what they're going for. I don't know. That's what popped into my head. So I didn't think that so much as I thought that she just got assimilated and maybe they have her like memories or something. It could be. Could be. Could yeah, good very point. good point. Very good point. I just find it very interesting that this queen who looks a lot like Doc Ock to me with the <laughs> with the arms <laughs> just didn't you couldn't see the face yeah and and i it, like you said it may be on the nose there but the look up thing just was a little suspicious yeah yeah mm. i'm hoping we're only seeing the flashbacks due to picard's resistance of of love in general over the years and in, in the latest example laris i'm hoping that's why we're seeing the mother i'm just not clear and i hope we're wrong on it being the board queen lady uh, just uh, that would irritate me all right so before we go back to the academy scene i want to stay on the board just a minute and ask you guys a question and carrie i want to ask you this first is it an act of is it an act of war to aggressively negotiate um well yeah, <laughs> I think it is because she forced herself on the ship and penetrated their shields, even though she didn't kill anybody. I mean, that's the part where I'm like, OK, maybe there's more to this, but it was definitely an act of war, at least as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And seeing the fact that they were so aggressive in their approach, if they 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 cited a Federation article, the article for um, membership, I think it's what they cited. I can't remember which number it was, but 
the fact that they did that shows that they know enough to know that this approach that they have wouldn't be very welcoming by the Federation. So to have known so much, it seemed like they would have had a better approach to becoming a part of the Federation. But no, they want to speak to Picard and they want to get in now. So, yeah, I think there's some underlying thing there. Of course, 709 is like far away. <laughs> you know, don't trust these these fools. And Rios and Picard try to do the diplomatic thing until they just barge on the ship and start, you know, shooting everybody, stunning everybody, not killing, like Carrie said. So I don't know. It has to be something else to do with this that we're just not clear on. I'm sure we're going to get it later in the season. Either that or the Borg are very scared. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. What if they're scared of something else and they want membership for protection or something? Interesting. That's kind of scary. But, like, it's funny when you think about, like, the way Borg handle things. I'm assuming since they're machines, it's, like, very passionless and, like, logical. And they're like, we need to get on this ship and talk to Picard no matter what. The, you know, future of the, so they could just be desperate, you know? Maybe they're running from, oh, I don't know, species 10C. Maybe so. I mean, seriously, that's why I brought that up was I found that was quite interesting that we've seen the Borg manipulate specifically, you know, every time we've seen the Borg queen in the past, there have been these n- much less aggressive tactics when they're trying to assimilate than when they're trying to join, not assimilate. And I just find the reversal of that so interesting. And maybe what Carrie just said, you're scared of something. Yeah, it it, it could be Tensi. It could be this synth race that we saw at the end of season one that kind of looked through the portal. Or it could be 8472. So, I mean, those are the few choices. Few people... Uh, Borg are actually afraid of. So it's going to be interesting to see what's actually going on behind the scenes there. So really quick before we move on, did you find it interesting that Picard so easily decided to destroy the ship? Nah, he's a captain through and through. That's the logical choice at that point. They're assimilating the Stargazer along with the other fleet ships that are there. That's kind of the only choice. <laughs> so, of course, Picard being tried and true, he's going to make the hard decisions. Mm. The reason I brought that up, the last time this happened, I think it was Insurrection, maybe, where the it was the it was the movie with Alfred Woodard and her character was trying. He was not going to destroy the ship. And I just found that that was an interesting, again, dynamic change there. Yeah, that was first contact, actually. With oh, first Alfie contact. Wanted. Okay. Yeah. Got you. So, yeah, that may, I remember that. He didn't, he didn't want to blow up the ship. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good callback to, to that movie. All right. So, let's go back, talking about callback, let's go back to the Academy scene really, really quick. What did you guys think of Elnor joining the Academy and any thoughts on the flags behind them in the presentation? Either one of you. Oh, God, did they have the Space Force flag back there? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, what flag? I think they had a, 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 I can't even remember. They had a Klingon. They had a Bajoran flag. I'm, I'm off the top of my head. I didn't write it down. Did you spot them out, Cal? Yeah, well, 
Uh, let's see. There was the Ferengi. You did mention those too. My question is, are those just flags for Starfleet? Or is it, you know, like these are members of Starfleet that have been through the Academy? Or is it a presentation of the actual Federation? That's interesting because we know the Klingons aren't a part of the Federation. So why would their flag be there? It may just be member species that are in the Federation is what I'm probably have to assume from that. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. So what about Elnor? I, I guess it makes sense, but I could understand why people would be upset about it, I guess, given the history. But, you know, time to move on, I guess. Yeah. For me, I found it really funny. <laughs> I mean, not, not funny as in hilarious, just really kind of ironic. Uh, good for relations of this first Romulan being in in Starfleet Academy. But I was just thinking, like, what happens when he gets in the first bar fight and he says, choose to live? <laughs> you know? He's like, I stole a cold killer, man. And now he's in Starfleet. What? Uh, yeah, I guess that works. But I think what we're... we're, we're or to kind of pull from that is how, and we even saw this in season one, how much of a steward he is of Picard and he loves Picard and he's trying to follow in his footsteps. So I think it's a good move. I think it's positive for the character because really at the end of last season, I had no idea where you go with this character and keep him kind of in the story. But so I, I like, I like to pivot here to this let him follow in footsteps of people like Nar and Worf and put him through Starfleet Academy and let's see how it turns out. Did you guys expect the crew to still be together or were you surprised at how much it changed? Personally, I was glad they were separated off doing different things. Obviously, there's a lot to be explored with the sense and the Federation relationships. And you have um, Soji. Yeah, Soji. So I think it's a good way to have them off doing their own things and we do bring them well some of them together i like seeing seven out doing her own thing for the Fenris rangers i thought that all was pretty cool and we got them all together at the same at the right time for this climactic scene and it does look like by all indications from the preview for the rest of the season that they're going to all be in the past so yeah it was cool seeing them in their own different elements all right so carrie what did you think of rio's going from where he was season one to where he is as a captain in season two. General thoughts about that? Well, uh, my first thought was like, wow, he must uh, he must have got a fast track promotion. But like he did do some pretty heroic stuff. So, yeah. 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 He was the um, actual he was a former first officer. And I forget what ship prior to season one of Picard. So. It is cool seeing him after having been kind of ostracized a little bit by Starfleet after what happened to his captain and the situation they had with the synths. So it's, it's good to see him bounce back because he was at a very bad place when we see him last season. Yeah. And he's just like a badass, cool looking captain, too, you know. The cigar. Yeah, the what's up with the cigar? Is that legal? <laughs> well, it wasn't lit. That was one thing. He's like Will Smith. He just bites it it's for the look. He doesn't light it. Yeah, I noticed that. So I thought it was interesting that this ship that they're on, the Stargazer, uh, NCC-2893, was also Picard's first command ship. So I thought that that was interesting, as well as the play on words for this t- 
title of the episode, Stargazer. I just thought yeah. that the writers did a good job of tying all that in. So did the old one look like a giant X-Wing? You noticed that too. Yeah, I think on the old one, the uh, nacelles were a bit more... They did have four, I believe, but they were closer and more compact to the ship. So it wasn't uh, as spread out like this one is, this version. But you can see it. I think it's like a season one episode of TNG that features the Stargazer. It was Picard's first command. So, um, yeah, it's, it's cool seeing the ship come back and seeing the updated version of, you know, what this bridge looked like. This bridge looks almost it reminded me a lot of the Enterprise bridge from season two of Discovery. But I really liked it. This is I hate to say it, but I want Discovery's bridge to look more like this. It felt more tactile. It felt like people were running around doing busy work. And I loved it. I ate it up so much. Oh, yeah. The the bridge looked dope. It looked very, very cool. And it looked I hate to say this, but like it looked like actually looked futuristic, whereas the other bridges kind of just looked like they don't really look that futuristic anymore. Yeah. You know, while I liked the look of this one, while I liked this bridge, I really like Discovery's big open space for some reason. I don't know why, but I do. I like it too, but it's just like, it doesn't seem as busy and as lived in as, as this one does for some reason. And it could be direction or how the camera is, 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 is worked for the scene. But yeah, I loved it though. All right. So let's take a few steps forward. Specifically, let's take 10 steps forward. And I'll take this one first. Uh, the Return of Guinan. Oh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. I love the explanation of why she looks differently. I'm glad that they addressed that. They gave an in-canon explanation. Often as they do, i got to throw out Doctor Who, you know, of explaining why an actor... The Doctor may look different years, years, years later if you see a previous incarnation. Loved how they explained that. I found it interesting that Guinan mentioned while they're talking, she makes some reference to the time they jumped universes together, which, of course, references yesterday's Enterprise. I thought that was really interesting. And I got the feeling that this wasn't much about time, this story, but what we do with time. I don't know why I felt that, but I, I just thought that it was really interesting, the conversation they had. What did you guys think? Yeah, if you look back to that episode yesterday's Enterprise, and forgive me if I'm remembering incorrectly, but after they had the time split, it was more of a militaristic, almost mirror universe type um, way of operating on the ship. So obviously that reminded me a lot of the flash, the, the different timeline scene we get by the end of this episode. So I'm wondering if they are trying to tie it some way into yesterday's enterprise, something to just think about and look at as we go forward. So, yeah, but in that, uh, that being said, I love seeing Whoopi back. The first of two reasons we get for First of two reasons we get for an older look of our actors, which, you know, I'm fine with. It works in story. So interesting. We know Guinan is a very mysterious race. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed all that. Whoopi was great as always. And it was good seeing them two catch up. Carrie? 
Well, you kind of spit my spit my head in a couple directions there, talking about like the militaristic future part. But like as far as Whoopi, for me, it was I, I knew she had been in it before, but it's kind of like I mean I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that it would be like for me. Where I mean, it was kind of cool, just like to point them out, like, hey, there's, you know, it's kind of like when uh, it's a couple steps above, like when you see Stan Lee in one of the old Marvel movies, and you're like, oh, there's Stan Lee. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't have any context, so I'm sure if you had that context, then it 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 meant a lot more to you. But it was cool to see her, I guess. Well, it, it was our equivalent to Chewy. We're home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the only other thing that I would mention really, really quick is I did like what she, where she says to Picard, what happened in there that you and I have never talked about? Mm. And I think that's his mother. I think it's his mother. Yes, indeed. So let's go right up to the very end. The return of Q. Carrie, I'll start with you. The return of Q, what did you think? Again, I'm not a Star Trek, like, purist. So, like, my memory, my memories of Q come from, like, a Star Trek PC game, like a strategy game that came out, like, <laughs> almost 20 years ago now. So, like, that's my first um, interactions with Q. I, I do know that he's obviously pretty powerful. So, my question was, is he the one sending them back in time? Did he wind time back? from when they blew up like i'm still trying to figure out what happened there that's the big question man that is the huge question and i have no idea now q's known for antics playing jokes i mean really challenging the human race as a whole and let picard kind of being the advocate for the human race that's the thing we've seen from the very beginning of the series till all good things at the end of 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 TNG's run so he's very much been the bookend of TNG as a series so it was interesting seeing him come back again giving us an explanation for being older he's trying to look more like Picard so yeah I love seeing him back I'm not quite sure he's the cause of all the time stuff I'm not quite sure but it wouldn't surprise me if he was so that's within his abilities to turn oh, back yeah. time like that? Oh, yeah. In the yeah. in the last episode of the season, I think he took Picard back to the beginning of life or something. Good Lord. He's like a god. Yeah, literally. Okay. That makes you know, sense. I think, therefore, I am, basically. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, back every time I ever saw Q, I always thought of it as you've got this omnipotent being that's acting like a five-year-old. And you've got this 40, 50, 60 year old human who's acting like an omnipotent being as far as wisdom goes. Yeah. Yeah, it can't you know, be done. Yes, exactly. So I thought that that was really, really interesting. But what I want to know is I have covered all of my notes and I want to know did the, either of the two of you have any other items that we have not discussed? And if so, what were they? Uh, nothing really written down, but I will give a quick shout out to Rafa. She was great. And also, guys, did you notice that the uniforms, they're copying the, the lower deck style uniforms? <laughs> they all, uh, it surprised me so much that the uniforms are slightly different, but they do have that cross stitch style that we have that originated. As far as my, my understanding, we first saw that on lower decks. It may have came from somewhere else, but I first saw it on lower decks. So, 
Not everything can be perfect. <laughs> I thought they looked good though in live action though. I thought they looked really good. Oh, they good. did, but 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 you said they came from lower decks. So <laughs> not everything can be perfect. Well, we also got a, a lower decks reference in, in Discovery this week that I'll bring up on other reviews. So yeah, Lower Decks is permeating the who knows, we might see Boimler pop up here sooner or later. Oh Lord. <laughs> so did did the Terran are the Terrans running the Earth now? Is that what's going on? I don't think so. I want to fall short of saying it's the actual mirror universe we're in. I think we're just like in an alternate timeline of our current universe. Yes. But isn't yeah. that the same thing as the alternate universe? This is an alternate timeline. Yeah, this is an alternate timeline. So the mirror universe is still something that's out there. I think I think we're just experiencing an alternate timeline. Of the of the prime. <sighs> okay, my head's hurting. Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference between an alternate timeline and alternate universe? Aren't they okay, the same I, thing? I, I, it's the I same thing that. technically. But no, go no, ahead, no, 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 no. Okay, so an alternate universe is a universe that is different that exists simultaneously and the one you're in. An alternate timeline is a change to the timeline that you are in that makes it altered from where it was originally it is not existing simultaneously okay good point good point so in other words they're coming through and i can't stop them hmm. oh God. okay sorry <laughs> that was my bad spider-man <laughs> <laughs> so before we have Scooby any do this before we get webbed up in this web of spider puns here Final rating. Clarence, I'll start with you. One to five. Final rating. What do you give this episode? Absolutely freaking love this episode. I'm going to give it five stargazers out of five. Awesome. Awesome. Carrie, one to five. What give it? Okay, so I don't have like an international Star Trek episode grading rubric. <laughs> so, so, so we're like, if I rate this episode a three and I rated a Lower Decks episode a four, that doesn't mean that the Lower Decks episode was better. Like, the way I always start these out, like, I watch the episode and I ask myself, can things get better? And I still feel like they can get a lot better than they are. Even though this was a great start, I don't think it deserves a five. I'm going to go like three and a half, mainly because of the time stuff. But I'm going to give them a chance to like set it up and make it make sense. I'm just utterly confused right now. Okay. So, Clarence, what number did you give? I gave a five, sir. All right. So, Carrie, you know we're cool, but and I agree with your point, but I have to go with your brother here and give it Five ten forwards out of five. Now I'm confused. Five ten forwards. What's what's your actual rating? <laughs> I don't know. It, it was it was lost in Romulan ale, and I don't know. But it's five somethings out of five. So yeah, I mean, I I don't have any problem with anybody saying that that it's a five because I mean it really was a good episode, and especially after not seeing it for two years. It was good to revisit the characters. So, but I do like what you said. Everything has the ability to get better, no matter how good something is. Because if you don't achieve for better, you don't get better. So, there you go. So, gentlemen, I think this will draw us to a close of this episode. For everyone listening, thank you for staying around, sticking around, listening to me go off the rails for the last forty-five to fifty minutes. 
We appreciate your time, and as always, live long and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to discussingtrek.com slash subscribe. for adventure. Your traveling companions are fellow fans of Doctor Who. That's right, it's the podcast Discussing Who, exploring the worlds of Doctor Who, past, present, and future. Find out more at DiscussingWho.com. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com.